PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome in to another edition of the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by FXR Racing and, of course, Racetech. Thank you to the guys over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. They are the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, street bikes, dual sports, whatever you got, they are the place to go to. They have unparalleled customer service, great prices, and, of course, you guys know where to go first. Head over to keyforinktesting.com. Click on the RMATVMC banner on my homepage and then continue to do your shopping. And that gives us a snippet of what you guys are purchasing, helps us out on the back end, keeps this show up and moving. And it also, more importantly, shows the big honchos, the big bosses over at Rocky Mountain that you guys actually like this show and you listen. So it helps us out. It's a win win situation over there. And there's no better place to get your stuff than RockyMountainATVMC.com. They have tons, tons of products, tons of OEM parts in stock. It's amazing what these guys have. So just go check them out. But first, go to my site, click on the banner, and they will not tell you that, you know, when you go out and check out, they don't, they're not going to say, hey, you purchased this through Kiefer Inc. But if you guys do click on that little widget up there on my homepage, that Rocky Mountain banner, I will see it, and uh, it will help us out a lot. So thank you for doing that. And guess what? It's here. <laughs> Woo! It's finally here. The Kiefer LE Helium 2022 Gear Edition over at fxrracing.com. It is here. It's available. It's actually, you guys can pre-order it right now. It'll start uh, shipping next week. Uh, we are at July 14th, so... Uh, next week, it'll start shipping, and you guys will see it. But go take a look right now, fxrracing.com. Use the code KKMX35. That'll save you 30% off of that bitchin' all-white and black set of gear that I came up with. So um, not to get too long-winded in this, but there was a lot of, uh, <laughs> of testing going on. I knew the design a long time ago. I know that I wanted a clean design that was uh, appealing to the younger crowd and the older crowd. So this white set of gear is very clean, very attractive. It goes with all different types of bikes. The materials are awesome. Um, we don't go up. Um, people are asking me, hey, do you have a size 40? No, we do not. Um, standard size, I think we go up to size 38. But the fit, the function, the performance of the gear Man, it's some of the best stuff I have ever ridden, and I'm very excited. I can't wait to wear it all the time. So uh, if some of you guys are worried about white gear, uh, Mrs. Kiefer is going to write me a little thing on how to clean white gear because we have a little uh, process that we do in the Kiefer household to keep that set of gear clean. So look for that on my website. But right now, up at fxrracing.com is the LE gear. Very excited, very honored. 
ah, man, since I was a little kid, I've I had a dream of just designing my own gear and having my own gear line. So this is really cool for me. And to, and to see some of the riders going to be wearing it here the next couple of weeks at the Pro Nationals here in the U.S. And um, Jordy Tixier and Sean Simpson and the MXGPs, man, it's uh, it's an honor. It's really cool for me. It's surreal. Uh, Heather was laughing at me the other day just because I was almost going to shed a tear over it. So go visit that stuff over at fxrracing.com. And not to be outdone, the 2022 Helium lineup, best lineup I have seen from a gear company, and this is no bullshit not because uh, uh, these guys advertise with me. Man, it's attractive. The new Helium lineup right now at FXR Racing, go check it out. I'm sure there's something in there for you that you will like, and it looks awesome. So That'll be up on Friday. You'll see all of those pictures up on my Instagram and every other writer's Instagram as well as, as the website. So go check them out. And the guys, I was supposed to do a damn podcast with Rob over at Race Tech, but you want suspension, engine, uh, vintage bikes, you want a Vortex ECU mapped, go to Racetech.com, visit the guys over at Race Tech, email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. And we will get you a discount code. You can save save yourself some money. Or you can just email sales at racetech.com. That'll save you some money on your next suspension rebuild or revalve, gold valves, whatever it is. These guys can do it as well. Very balanced chassis suspension settings over there at Racetech right now. So uh, give yourself a chance on the track and go visit Racetech. Why don't you, okay? And like I said, I'm going to do a podcast with Rob. I got stuck here for a couple of weeks doing some uh, some testing. So I am. Uh, I went from zero, from not riding for two months, to wide open, from riding every day. So I'm um, a little sore. So some of these podcasts, a.k.a. Uh, articles, will be up a little bit late because I've been riding every day. But nonetheless, we'll try to get these out uh, to you guys as quickly as we can. That's what we do here. So don't forget to support all our advertisers here on the show. Each one of these people on here in the commercials, they do a wonderful job for me, and they do a wonderful job for you guys. So... As always, very, very transparent over here at Kiefer Inc. Testing. You have any questions about them, concerns, think I'm full of shit, as always, email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com. I'm happy to chat with you and ease your mind, or maybe not. Maybe agree to disagree, but nonetheless, you guys know I'm an open book, and there's no bullshit coming over this way. So uh, go uh, check out all of my advertisers, and most of them do have discount codes right now, so save yourself some money while you're at it. All right, so this podcast is all about the 2022 KTM 450 SXF. We've had a, uh, we had the 250, we had the 350, now the 450. KTM is always the first ones to deliver their new units to the media. As you guys can see, you can go visit Swap Moto, Motocross Action, Racer X. It's a plethora of KTM tests right now because... The Orange Brigade is on the ball when it comes to 2022. There's a process, in case you guys don't know it, and uh, some of you guys like this kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. So what happens is uh, I give these guys a call. Hey, the new bikes, are they coming out? When are they due? Andy Jefferson over there at the KTM North America group, he says, yeah, we have to break them in. So we get all of our bikes broken in with one hour on them. Uh, Internal staff, the employees over at KTM, um, they break these in for us, so we do have a little bit of time on these. But like I've always said with KTMs, Husqvarna's, gas gases, uh, it takes more than one hour. So if you guys buy this this machine, uh, give yourself six hours of break-in time, especially the suspension side, because that thing will be a little bit stiff. And the settings, the baseline settings that I'll give you here on this podcast today 
uh, will still feel a little bit off until after six hours. So give yourself some time. Enjoy your bike. Uh, get the baseline settings intact inside this machine, and you will get along with it quicker, but still going to take six hours to break in. So that's normally the process for all of us media outlets here. Um, they distribute these these bikes uh, within a week or two uh, to all the media outlets, and then we all scramble and we try to haul ass to get all this information out to you because <laughs> in the world of uh, today's media motorcycle uh, testing, everyone thinks they need their shit out first because it's clicks, it's views, it's YouTube, all this shit. So um, I'm not uh, to say I'm a, you know, I'm not guilty of this sometimes as well because I would love to have clicks and views and all that shit too, but uh, I'm more worried about getting some quality content, things that I know about so I don't sound like a jackass when I talk to you, and I genuinely want to know what the fuck is going on with these bikes and how they react to me when I ride them out on the track. So, a.k.a. you guys, when you buy this thing and uh, you want to know how it works, like, is it what's it do? You know, if I hit a... I hit a bump. How's it going to react? So that's my job over here on this podcast and the articles. As always, you can go to Pulp. I do separate things on each entity. Racer X is the video side. Here's the podcast side. And, and then you have article side over on keyforinktesting.com as well as Pulp. So I try to give you a lot of information. And if I don't at times, because sometimes I bite off more than I can chew, as always, email me. I'm happy to help you guys there as well. So, uh, um, lots of avenues to get the information over here at keyforinktesting.com. So what has changed on the KTM 450 SXF? Uh, there, as, there is actually uh, one internal engine change. There is an air oil separator um, that has changed. When I asked the guys over at KTM what the hell is that exactly, they, were, uh, they weren't tight-lipped. They were just like, it's just changed for durability. That's what I got. So you guys can look that up. Um, it's an air oil separator. Basically, it, it it does what it says. It separates the air and the oil when it goes into the engine. So for whatever reason, they beefed that up, made it more durable. So there is a change to the 450 SXF besides the orange frame, the blue seat, and the graphics. So uh, small changes for the 450, but big changes coming up for 2022.5 that's right the factory edition will be all new and uh even though i haven't seen it well i guess i've kind of seen it at Glen helen when uh the r&d guys are testing it's kind of incognito but if you have a a keen eye to this kind of shit which i'm a nerd when it comes to bikes and gear and all these things right so um looks like a new frame a new engine and uh the overall chassis layout, the bodywork looks a little bit different. So I'm excited to ride that. We probably won't see that till December or January. I would assume we would see that for us to test before Supercross starts. Uh, very cool. Anaheim 1 is back. A1 is back. So that's exciting. Not to travel to uh, back east or to the Midwest for, for round one. Round one just belongs at Anaheim. That's what I feel like. Um, when I think around one Anaheim, man, it's January. Let's go. It's, it's Anaheim time, A1. So cool to have that back. But we should see uh, Cooper Webb, Marvin Muscan, maybe Aaron Plessinger. Man, that thing goes back and forth. One minute he's staying with Yamaha, next minute with KTM. So last time I heard, uh, AP will be going to KTM. 
because obviously Tomac's going to Star Yamaha. There's a lot of riders over there, as you know. So uh, I think AP will be at KTM, and those guys will be on, I would assume, the new factory edition setup. So uh, as you know, the KTM 450 platform is a proven winner in Supercross. Lately, Cooper Webb's been bitching a little bit about some setup on his outdoor setting, so I think he'll find that. He'll come around and be on the podium here fairly soon. But for us average guys listening to this podcast, this is a fucking great motorcycle. As much as I love, um, and transparency here again, I, I love a Yamaha YZ450. It's a big girl, right? A lot of big girl um, <laughs> traits within that YZ450. Uh the KTM is like that slimmer sister that's hotter, sleeker, a little bit tighter, a uh, little bit more fun to ride at times. You guys know what I'm saying? Uh, so I love a KTM 450 SXF. Now, in stock form, not the most exciting. It's like you got to feed that sister some drinks, right? Get her a couple drinks in her, and she's very exciting. That's the KTM 450 SXF. You add a couple aftermarket parts, you know, a.k.a. drinks, and you got her spiced up. And she gets a little bit more exciting, a little bit more bottom end. You're going to have a great time with her, right? So uh, in stock form, this 22 KTM 450 does have a deceiving power. You've heard me say this if you listen to other Orange Brigade podcasts. This is the character of KTM, period. Like, I don't care if you're on a 250, 350, 450. It's a smooth, easy-to-ride, linear character that builds RPMs freely. It's a very free-feeling engine, but it's also very smooth, which is so freaking hard to do in the world of building engines and engine characters. It's hard to get a free-feeling engine um, that isn't just snappy and quick revving and just going to pull your arms out, and then it signs off real quick. Well, this, on the other hand, is long, linear, and it has a free feeling. So I like that. Again, after six hours, it takes a little bit of time. You guys are worried about your KTM being a little bit slow at the beginning of its life? Chill out. After six hours, it frees up, and uh, you'll get a little bit more RPM response and some snap. So in the world of 450s, uh, you look at uh, shootouts and things. KTM always does pretty good. It's in the top three most of the time, if not winning, right? So um, why is that? If I had a shootout last year, I feel like it would have been in the top three as well. So we might revisit shootouts again in 2022. But for me, the KTM is easy to ride because it's not going to rip your arms out. Maybe you're not in the best shape. It's long, linear power. You can ride longer. It feels light on the track, side-to-side movement. I like that. Um, Some argue in these shootouts that the Honda CRF450R and, at times, the YZ450F can feel lighter on the track. In rare instances, that is true. But overall, for the, you know... I'm a production test guy, right? I'm not a race team test rider. So I look in the production world when, I, when I'm doing these tests um, for you guys or even when I do other tests for Honda um, internally, I'm looking for the average consumer. So as I'm explaining this to you right now over this podcast, uh, this KTM is really good for the average consuming, uh, consumer rider. Um, old um, vet rider, new rider, coming off of a 250, I don't want a lot of power. The 450 KTM doesn't have a lot of low end, which doesn't 
necessarily mean you have to be in super shape. You don't have to be this god of uh, muscular uh, biceps and triceps and all the cardio. Like this, this KTM is very easy and manageable to ride. I'll give you, a, for instance, um, I'm just coming off my knee injury, right? I just started riding this week. I've been testing with, uh, with a manufacturer all this week. But when I get back to riding on my own terms in a couple of weeks, and uh, starting my program again and getting ready for races, I'm starting myself off on a KTM 450 SXF. Why? The easiest bike for me to manage right now because I'm going to be a little bit out of shape. I'm going to be sore. Uh, my legs are going to be weak. This bike is the most manageable for me in stock form. Uh, sure, I could ride a 250. Sure, I could ride a 350, but I like a 450 power because this KTM 450 is so damn smooth and easy to ride. So this engine character, I get a lot of emails saying, should I buy a KTM 450 Keeper? What about a 350? If you're a bigger dude, over 180 pounds, most of the time I would try to direct you to a 450 if that's what you're choosing between, a 450 or a 350. I get a lot of 250 versus 450 questions. That's a whole other bag of worms that we need. we can get into at a later time. But this 450SXF is very, very smooth and easy to ride. So you don't necessarily feel like you're riding a big-ass 450. If you rode a Yamaha, you rode a Honda, uh, even Cowie at times, this is a lot of fucking bike to handle when you're not in the best of shape. Fast forward, okay, Kiefer, I am in shape, and I want to ride, and I want to haul ass. That's even better for this bike because it allows you to ride it that way. The KTM 450SXF invites you to ride it hard. It likes you to rev it. It, it doesn't invite a lugger as much as a Yamaha or even a, even a Cowie. But if you want to ride aggressively, it obliges that. If you want to be a little bit smoother and lazy, you can use second gear because second gear is long on this bike. Other 450s, second gear is kind of short, and then you have to use third, and it's a lugging bike. Yamaha does that great in third gear. With some work, a couple drinks in her, right? This KTM can lug in third gear, but it needs some parts inside the engine, a muffler, um, ECU, things like that. Then it can be a lugger. But in stock form, this thing is easy to ride on both ends of the spectrum. In shape, not in shape. If you're not in shape, leave it in second gear. It'll rev out. You can be lazy. If you're in shape, ride the piss out of it. Shift early, coming out of a corner. Rev it out if you want. Like, it... it obliges to both parties. That's what I like about this engine. Now, with this engine, you will get more vibration through the handlebars. Yes, these stock handlebars are pieces of shit. Um, the triple clamp, I'm not going to go as far as say it's it's shit, but it's rigid feeling. If you guys can get your hands on a factory edition clamp, that makes life easier, less vibration. A pair of Pro Taper handlebars, that makes your life, your wrists, your joints um, happier. It'll flex more, less vibration. So I look at all those things right there. But in stock form, the engine is a, it will give you a little bit more vi vibration if you're coming from a Japanese bike. If you're coming off of another uh, steel frame bike, you won't notice it. But it's only those things that I notice uh, when I hop back and forth between aluminum and steel frame for whatever reason. So as um, soon as I ride it for a day, I don't really notice it as much. But it's something that needs to be uh, addressed Um 
I think, with KTM and something that I need to tell you guys out there if you want to buy one. So um, otherwise, man, this is a great, fun motor. Uh, like I said, I'm going to come back to ride this thing. I'm looking forward to it. I look at it in my <laughs> every time I pass through my garage, I look at it. It makes me want to ride. I love the orange frame on this thing, the color. I wish we were more orange on the plastic side, but nonetheless, it's a very attractive bike and uh, easy to ride for most of us mere mortal guys out there. So I know some of us here, oh, Cooper Webb's not having a good time. It's not an outdoor bike. Uh, look, that's not us. Listen to this podcast. As good as I can ride, I can't ride like Coop. So he's pushing it to the limit. He needs a little bit uh, a stiffer um, parts of the KTM to, so he can load it. I think some of these... Uh, this comfort that we talk about that comes with this chassis with the steel frame and you know we're dripping chromoly over here. Uh, with that comfort comes flex, right, over time. And these top guys push that um, to the limit and it flexes too much. So um, sometimes racing results or complaints or bitches and moan, moaning from riders doesn't really relate to us common folk out there. So don't take racing results or things that we see on TV or at the at the professional you know track on Saturday uh, to heart so much with our own riding I would say uh, it's a it's it's at least a 20 to 30 percent difference between us listening to this podcast and those top guys so um, I think this bike is a great bike for outdoors so let's get to that chassis how is the chassis the steel frame is awesome uh, West Coast conditions I know you guys always bitch at me um, here in Southern California, it's hard pack. Yeah, we don't get that nice, tacky, loamy dirt like you guys do back east, but it is comfortable machine. It does everything well. It turns great. Stability is good. Um, for me, it's predictable. I like that. I wish it had spring forks, but it doesn't. But even with that air fork, it's fairly predictable. The chassis allows you to push it to its limit. I like that. Um, I also like I can hit a bump. The same way eight times, it's going to give me the same reaction eight times. I like that as well. So lots of benefit to this chassis. So if you're looking for a little bit more comfort, a little bit more flex, steel frames do give you that um, feeling. Um, again, going to a different triple clamp, that factory um, edition clamp, or Adrian at Ride Engineering has a really good split clamp for that bike as well. Um, that'll kind of give you less rigidity up front as well and not hurt that lean-in or that cornering stability, that performance that I like so much from this bike. I love the way it feels in corners. and I, When I talk about cornering stability, it just kind of stays in the rut, planted, doesn't hop around a lot. Easy to make a, a line change. So if you want to hop out of a rut, you can do that. Oh, shit, I need to get away from the square edge. Boom, you can do that. Uh, I want to get out of this rut, rah, hop out of that and get over here. The KTM does that really well. And that chassis is a big part of that. So uh, I know there was uh, on my Instagram over at Kiefering Testing, I posted some triple clamps that Coop was uh, running for a while, and then he switched. And then uh, I had another gentleman come on there that owns a different triple clamp company and talk about data and things that he felt from a split triple clamp to a solid triple clamp. Look, again, I understand dyno and um, all of these paper results are important for designers and um, to get the product up and moving. But for me, you need 
to have a feeling. You need to make sure it works. And for whatever reason, that split clamp does give you better feeling. And I'm sure this guy on my Instagram that designed his own clamps is way smarter than me. But I can guarantee you I can feel a fucking motorcycle really good. So that's something I know I can do really well. And when you do things to to the bike, I may not know exactly on paper what you did, but I can tell you what it's doing out on the track. So split clamps is the rage right now. Uh, it's not smoke and mirrors. I feel like it does do um, a noticeable difference on this bike. I'm not saying it works on every bike, but for this KTM, it, it does uh, give you a better handling excuse me, handling machine, and also a little bit more compliancy, which I really like. So um, look towards a split clamp. If it's not the factory edition clamp, it's Adrian's. That is that is a great clamp as well. So on the suspension side of things, uh, I do have some settings for you guys to try. It kind of rolls over into the 21 setting as well. You can check that out over at keyforinktesting.com. But if you're using the stock triple clamp, Leave your height, your fork height at 5 mil, air pressure at 11 bar, compression 13 clicks out, rebound 15 clicks out. I uh, get some questions about, wait, what do you mean out? So, yes, so it's the adjuster all the way in. You know, when you start to feel it hard, don't go past that. People are like, how do you know? It'll click. How hard is it? Like, you'll note it. When it starts to get hard, stop. That's all the way in. Go 15 out on the rebound. That is 15 clicks out. That's what I mean. So um, just to clear that up in case you guys are listening out there. Um, if you're on the shock, 104 millimeters of sag, you can play with that a little bit. You can go to 105, 103. If you want a little bit more lean in, go to 103 millimeters of sag. You want a little bit more stability. Uh, you don't want your fork to dive as much when it breaks in. Go to 105 mil. Low speed compression, nine clicks to ten clicks out. High speed compression, one and a half. 1.5. Rebound, 11 clicks out. So that is the base setting with the, the stock clamp. I will give you a hard part clamp or a factory edition or ride engineering split clamp setting for the fork. Height, four mil. Yes, one millimeter down. Okay, don't ask questions. Trust me on this. Air pressure, 11.1 bar. You can run a little bit of a firmer fork because these clamps flex a little bit more. Compression, 15 out. Rebound, uh, 13 out. So that is for, again, split clamps. So that is what I've kind of come up with to give you that happy, uh, warm, fuzzy feeling inside when you have that stock stuff. And there's nothing wrong. I talk a lot of shit on air forks, but... Let's face it, this air fork is pretty damn good. Um, WP has came a long way with designing this air fork. It is better than a lot of the, the Showa and KYB early air forks, so I do like that aspect. And it's only going to get better because I do not see WP going away from uh, air anytime soon. So that's just something that uh, I just think we're going to have to live with for a while when it comes to KTMs. People always ask, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have a factory edition with Pro components, you know, spring fork, cone valve, track shock. It would be bitching, but it would also be twenty grand. And I don't think uh, these guys could sell that many of them, quite honestly. Sorry to interrupt this program, but we are going to hit you with some commercials, some discount codes, and, of course, awesome, awesome commercials. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them ride-engineering.com hey did you crash or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend go to protaper.com and go look at the evo and fusion line handlebars i run the fusion on the ktm 450 and i run the evo on the yz450f doesn't matter what you are you like crossbars you don't want a crossbar protaper has it they got grips dude they got some nice soft grips i'm a half waffle soft guy Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KieferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. KieferInkTesting, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. 
you know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, powermotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging tough. On with the show, KTM 450SXF. All right, so what about things that break on this thing? Uh, KTM has come a long way with durability. I feel like KTM is one of the most durable machines. Um, before I go to a couple of things that you need to watch out for, things that I really like and appreciate from a KTM. Of course, hydraulic clutch, yeah, whatever. I could take it or leave it. Um, not a huge fan of hydraulic clutches on starts. I will say this Brembo system is pretty damn good. I like that. But what I do like about this clutch system is how long it lasts. I can go 30 freaking hours on this clutch. Very durable. Change the oil out every two to three hours. And um, and for those of you guys want to know, no, you don't have to use Motorex. I know it says in your manual and it says on the machine, use Motorex oil. No, you don't have to. Find your favorite oil. I use Blood Lubricants 1040, um, Scorpion Oil or Pro Series. Great oil. Change it out every two to three hours. And the, the life of the clutch slash engine has been great. Um, unlike a Yamaha, 10 hours, I got to change the clutch out. The clutch basket gets pitted, gets marks. I have to change the basket out. Of course, you can always go to a Henson or a Recluse or whatever. But in stock form, the basket, the parts, the plates in this system, they last a long time. And I'm not the most um, easy on clutches, so I can appreciate that. Uh, things that I kind of feel like they need to work on a little bit, uh, I do change out my little fuel. I, I don't want to say a fuel filter. It's like a screen inside right there where your tube is for your gas line. Those do get particles. They do get clogged up. You will find your bike running dirty or a little bit coffee. Look inside that thing and then clean that out or just get new ones. You do have new ones that KTM gives you when you buy this bike. It's in your where your manual is, a little package. They give you two to three in there. Um, I, I noticed that I change mine every 10 hours or so, so that's something you need to watch out for. Another thing that you really need to watch out for is uh, spokes. I break. I've I've torn up two wheels. Spokes have just sheared off, broke off, and completely destroyed my hub. So keep an eye on spokes at all times, especially when you're braking in your bike. Man, your spokes are going to be loose. So after your first moto, come back, check them out. 
Also, sprocket bolts. Uh, if you don't already blue lock tight them, do so. Those things will start backing out. Check those as well. And uh, triple, not triple clamps, sorry. Uh, engine mount bolts. Those will back out. They'll vibrate. Like I said, this thing vibrates more than another bike. So uh, the Torx heads, you need to really pay attention to those. Those will back out because you'll find one missing randomly when you're at the track or you get back to the shop or the garage and you're like, oh, shit, that's gone. Lowered um, rear linkage bolt, those will end up missing as well. Again, vibration. So keep an eye on that. And then last but not least, uh, almost the most important is... uh, KTM comes with frame guards, the little plastic fr- fr- uh, frame guards, right? Well, behind that frame guard on the left side is your swing arm pivot bolt. Well, that nut on that swing arm pivot bolt will back out. It vibrates out. So behind that, there's some shit going on. You want to check that. So if you do have frame guards or whatever you're running, if you're running frame grip tape, which we do at times, but I run those at Cherubis frame guards, behind that, that thing could be backing out. So just know that you, from time to time, you can get some blue Loctite, put it on the thread, on the nut, on the thread, but you need to check it. You need to torque it. So every few rides or so, you might want to just look into that because I have uh, had a couple on me, on my bike and Aiden's bike, that nut just backs out. And then all of a sudden you're you're riding it, rubbing against your boot, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Well, that thing is backing out. Luckily, it has a frame guard. If you guys aren't running those things, it'll just come right off. So um, it's weird things like that. Vibration, I think, is causing most of this, this, this problem. So we'll see if this new factory edition has less vibration. But when you get a steel frame, you have this different character, right? So vibration is kind of normal you go back to old school i remember i can remember going to uh old yamaha yz250s they vibrated as well holy hell the old ktm two strokes you can't ride the sons of bitches because they're vibrating so bad so um it has come a little bit uh it looks, it's a little bit better i'm not saying it's tons better but it is better and i think that has something to do with the engine and the the balance the crank balancing and everything that they do in-house uh the pankle uh rods on these are superb uh, timing chains are great. Um, I know Yamaha has some problems with timing chains. This thing is uh, bulletproof. I know we've had Aiden's 250 and my 450 last year up over 75 hours. The same timing chain. So very impressive. Lots of quality parts on a KTM. Um, but it has its growing pains as well. So you got to check it out. Take care of your bike and make sure um, you keep up on maintenance. I'm guilty of it as well. I just ride the shit out of things, and sometimes it breaks. Seat foam, that will just break down in about 12 hours. It'll be hitting the seat pan, and that'll hurt your ass. So do yourself a favor. Get a new foam. I go to a Guts foam, the standard foam, but that standard Guts foam is a little bit firmer than your standard OE foam. Uh, I also go to a non-slip or gripper seat cover because the stock seat cover on a KTM doesn't exactly give you enough grip, so I do that. And uh, a couple other things that I like to do, and you know, you can go to the mods section over there on my website, but a ZRT aluminum throttle, I've talked about this enough, uh, but man, it's a buttery feel, easy to pull. The throttle cable is about 20 hours. They will kind of feel like shit on a KTM, so if you don't want to change your throttle cables every 20 hours, the ZRT aluminum 
throttle tube is amazing. It has a bearing in it. Very easy to pull. We have those on all of our KTMs um, after we do uh, um, the initial shoot. So um, very reliable part. It's also very expensive for a throttle tube, but Tom over there at ZRT does great work, quality stuff, and, man, that throttle tube will last you forever. You can crash, eat shit. It stands the test of time. Um, I run an FMF muffler on mine. I've tried others uh, recently. I just feel like FMF has it down with the KTM side. If you want more bottom in, you want some more snap, feed her a couple drinks, well, that FMF is like a glass of wine for this bike, and it'll loosen her up, give her some more bottom in, and give her a little bit more excitement for you. So that's uh, something you can look into. As well, Jamie from Twisted Development has a um, exhaust flange that goes directly into the cylinder head. So your um, head pipe connects to this flange. Well, Jamie has a special flange that uh, helps flow a little bit better. You'll get some more throttle response. So combination with that and the muffler, man, it's a it's a pretty big change, noticeable change. And, of course, you want to dump more money into it. The Vortex ECU is a game changer. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. So... The benefit of having that, you get more bottom end, and uh, not only do you get more bottom end, but you get more uh, linear mid-range, more meat, but yet easier to ride, and then it just revs out even further. So it's a very noticeable change, but you're also spending $1,000, which is a spendy penny, right? But the good news it about, about these Vortex ECUs is that they resale very good, so you at least, if you ever sell this thing, get 50 to 60% of your money back. That's the benefit because these things are such in high demand that if you do decide to sell this thing, right, uh, someone would buy it off you ASAP because there's not a lot going around right now. So from what I've heard, uh, there might be a shortage of these things here next year. So might want to get one uh, sooner than later. So that's just my uh, two cents. And uh, those things right there along with some bars, of course, the clamps and, you know, tires, uh, Fan of Dunlop MX3S front as well as a 33 rear. If you guys don't want to do that, you can go to Pirelli MX3 to Midsoft. I'm a fan of that tire as well. And, uh, dude, enjoy this bike. It's a very fun machine. I hope to see some of you guys on it. And if you see me at the track, cut me some slack because I'm slow as fuck right now. I'm slow. I'm riding like a, a little ginger uh, pussy right now, but it's very fun to be back on a motorcycle, and I'm looking forward to riding this KTM. It's sitting there. I'm going to do a Racer X garage build with this machine. All the things that I like to do on a KTM, I'm going to uh, put them on this bike, give you though that information, and then we're going to record that for Racer X film. So that will be coming up, and uh, so that will be fun. But as always, not much more information from the 21 over to the 22. Um, these are just things that I think you guys need to, uh, uh, I guess what we call, be, get re-upped. Get re-upped on some information here on the 22, especially if you guys are going to buy them. And if you're going to buy a KTM, Power Motorsports in Oregon, that's uh, a dealer that sponsors this show. They give Kiefer Inc. testing discounts, or at least the best deal to Kiefer Inc. testing listeners. And uh, David over there, he's an awesome dude. It's no hassle. I hate buying bikes or cars at fucking vultures when you go to a dealership, right? Well, David's not like that. Power Motorsports is great. You can hit me up on my email. I'll get you in contact with David and get you a bitchin' price on a new KTM if that's what you want. And if you're even if you're not in West Coast, uh, they have uh, shipping. Moto Shippers, 
goes up there, picks them up, and delivers it to your door. I've done that several times over here on my end. So uh, cool options here from Power Motorsports. So if you're a KTM guy looking to buy one, they have a lot of stock, and 22s are also rolling in right now. So um, that's the deal with the KTM side. I'm a huge fan of this bike. I want to ride this thing more. Um, Actually, what's funny is before I got hurt with my knee, I rode the Kawasaki a lot because I wanted to ride that more, and I was actually getting along with that bike good. So we're going to hit up a podcast about that as well and the things that I've done to that bike. But nonetheless, man, there's so many good bikes nowadays. It's It really honestly is uh, what fits your pocketbook the best and what style of riding you're doing. Uh, I know I'm a front-end steering guy, so there's bikes that please me more than others. I don't like a, a really fast 450, and I'm, I'm more of a linear type of rider, so I'm a smoother type of guy. So there's a certain power character, uh, chassis character that I like, and that's what you guys need to listen to when you listen to these shows, or even if you email me, give me some, from in some information on what type of riding and rider you are, and I can guide you in the right direction. Um, I ride a lot of laps. I put a lot of hours in a bike, so if there's one thing I do know a shit ton about is, is what could be right for you if you give me enough information. That's kind of what I built this whole thing on is to help you guys out there, and it's it's fun for me to do, but I also need the information to do it. Again, don't DM me on my Instagrams. There's an email for that, so if I don't get back to you on a DM, don't hate on me. I get a crap ton of questions on there, and I just don't simply, I don't have time. Too busy on the, on my side of writing, typing, talking, um, listening to Steve bullshit, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we will not be answering DMs on Instagram unless it's a very basic non-dirt bike question. Maybe cheeseburgers. I don't know how many of you guys listen to that podcast, but anything to do maybe non-dirt bike related, we can we can answer to you. Um, support the sponsors that are on the show. We appreciate it. As always, we'll be back next week with another show. Hopefully with a little bit more time lately. I know I'm just starting to get back in the swing of things from my injuries, so thank you guys for hanging tough. Uh, for the couple months that I've been hurt, I know some of the stuff has been monotonous, maybe not the most uh, uh, creative uh, articles or podcasts from my side the last couple months, but I appreciate you guys sticking with me. As always, it's uh, it's it's an up and down roller coaster when it comes to dirt bikes. You're uh, you're you're king shit one minute, and then you're you're emo the next because you're hurt. So this is all it, all of us riders we go through that. So if you guys are listening to that, you understand that. I appreciate it. Um, it means a lot to me. And, of course, go buy some new gear. Go buy the new FXR Kiefer LE gear. Man, I'm so stoked to, to see you guys wearing it. As always, email me pictures. Uh, tell me about it if you like it, what we can improve on. Next year we'll have a different colorway. Obviously, uh, we'll keep this thing hopefully uh, hopefully moving and, and rolling and, and expand the materials, make them better, uh, different colors. But hopefully uh, you guys um, get this stuff because it's going to sell out soon. There's only so many pieces uh, going around. So um, as of right now, I know they're selling a lot of it. So uh, get on it, fxrracing.com. And as always, support all of these guys on there, not just FXR. So um, we'll see you on the next show, guys. Have a good week. Be kind to each other. Ride safe. And, of course, as always, if you see me at a track, come by, say hi. Let's talk dirt bikes. Chicks, dudes, uh, politics, religion, whatever. I'm, I'm an open book here. Let's just talk. It's fun. See you guys next week.